podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. Hello, this is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association, and thank you for joining our podcast entitled Creating an Online Course That Captures a Student's Attention. And I'm very happy to have a guest in our studio today, Dr. Julia Cronin Gilmore. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Dr. Cronin Gilmore is a full-time marketing professor at Bellevue University in Nebraska, where she received the Katosh Award for Course Development in 2005. She is also on the board of directors for the American Marketing Association and the Mid-America Direct Marketing Association, as well as a reviewer for JBAM and Pearson Publishing and a site evaluator for IACBE accreditation body. Dr. Cronin Gilmore has earned a PhD in business administration specializing in marketing. It sounds like you've been very busy. It's fun to be busy. Yeah, I agree. Dr. Cronin Gilmore, in what areas have you developed online classes? Primarily in the MBA program within the marketing specialization at Bellevue University. A few of my classes that I have developed are considered cross-listed courses, so undergraduate and graduate students take them. But for the most part, my primary course is an MBA core course that all students take no matter what their concentration is, and that is marketing strategy. What are some of the things you want to accomplish when you're adding elements to various online courses? The first thing that I look for is I want elements that are adaptable to other courses. So if I make something and I take a lot of time in developing that, can I use that in another course? And then also something that is ready to go and doesn't have to constantly be maintained or checked each semester because many of the courses that I have, for example, the MBA marketing strategy course, there are six to seven sections of that course every semester. So when I add something and it gets copied over from the master, I have multiple people teaching that course. So things need to be ready to go and not constantly maintained or checked to make sure that they're still working. I'm also looking for things that are free of charge so that the university or the college that you're at does not have to constantly pay for things. And then also things that are easy to incorporate and to add so that they're very functional and the adjuncts and full-time professors can use them. I know when we spoke before the podcast, you mentioned a number of professional organizations that you use as a resource. Uh, could you share that with the audience? Yes, I attend monthly meetings for the American Marketing Association and the Mid-America Direct Marketing Association. And what I found is that they are an excellent resource for adding things to my courses. You know, no matter if you're accounting, finance, if you have a professional organization that you can go to where they have monthly speakers, oftentimes those speakers are willing to add things to your courses, let you borrow things, um, come in and be a guest speaker via podcast and a lot of that. When I attend something that I think is great, after the presentation, I would always go up and speak to the presenter. 
So that's one easy way that I've found that enriches and enhances my courses. I also subscribe to several publications that are in my field, which you could do. And I found some case studies and things like that that the authors were willing to share that I could put in my courses. Before posting, though, anything in the course, I make sure that I have permission and that all the copyright is checked out so that it is fair use. And I keep all permission slips at our institution, at the library, but different places may have something else for that. What type of technology do you actually use in your courses? I've invited guest speakers on topics that went beyond the book. And then also I have made podcasts discussing topical books, things in the area of marketing that I thought students would benefit from and that they would be interested in. And sometimes hot topics that they want to hear about, I would make podcasts for that. I've also made podcasts on difficult subjects in the marketing strategy course that's creating a marketing plan. And I have found that my online students have scored better in the class when I brought that podcast into the online environment because they could see that podcast and they could go to my virtual office and ask me questions about that. You mentioned that you used interactive assignments in your course. Could you describe them for us? Some of them I have been loaned from corporations that perhaps developed them for training or other purposes and again offered me the fair use for that to be able to use in my courses. And then other things I found on the internet and what was the most important to me when deciding to, to add things to my course is if that site was going to be around for a while. You know, I didn't want to have my students going out to a site that maybe would disappear in a year or two and then I would have to go back. So, for example, I used the census website. Well, we all know the census website is not going to go away, so it makes a good tool for learning for my students. So some of those things, I've had them go out and do things that are interactive out on the web and then they come back into the course and have their reactions posted as part of an assignment or for something else. How do you organize the flow of what you add to a course? What I did was create a simple matrix. My MBA marketing courses are 12 weeks long so it's nothing more than on the top of the matrix I have all 12 weeks laid out and then on the left side of the matrix I have the different elements. For example, PowerPoints. I have a PowerPoint presentation for every chapter, so I would go through the 12 weeks and I would have an X in every week because there's a PowerPoint chapter every week. But the other elements, what I did is say, well, if I have a video that is a case study, I don't want to have that every week because that would be somewhat redundant to my students. So maybe I would put one in week two and then I would go along the continuum and maybe have one in week seven. The same thing with uh, visiting a website. You know, I have certain websites they go out and look at. Well, I would place those sporadically in the course, and when you take all those different elements, you have a nice matrix and a flow so that every week they're doing a little bit different things, but yet maybe they would see it again later on, so it's somewhat similar. What advice could you provide to our audience regarding adding new elements to their online courses? One of the most important things that I would encourage you to do is to test things the semester before you have your adjuncts do them online. And I have found when I do that, I kind of work out the kinks before I give them to the adjuncts. When I don't do that, it seems like things can go haywire really quickly, especially if you have multiple sections. Like I mentioned, I may have six or seven sections of the same course. So if I test things first in my class 
and then the following semester have the adjuncts use them, then I have advice and I can help them and I've worked through it before they have. I've also find if you have big things that you're adding to your courses, one a semester seems like it's more manageable and then maybe the smaller things you could have one or two a semester. And again, test in your course before having your adjuncts use them. Dr. Cronin-Gilmore, thank you so much for joining us today, and I'm sure some of our listeners might want to contact you and get more information. Could you share some information of how they might be able to reach you? Thank you for having me, first of all. This has been a wonderful opportunity for me, and the audience members can find my email through LinkedIn. They can also find me through the Bellevue University website or email me at julia.cronin-gilmore at bellevue.edu. Thank you again for joining us. This is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association. And if you'd like more information on USDLA, you can reach us at www.usdla.org. Thank you and have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. The Fischler School of Education and Human Services is dedicated to the enhancement and continuing support of teachers, administrators, trainers, and others working in related helping professions throughout the world.